Happy Thursday, one and all. Welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube, and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Ian McMillan will give his favorite sides and totals for week eight of the NFL season. And Kenny Ducey is back to preview the World Series. But first, we have some quarterback news to share with you. We will start with the Cleveland Browns as P.J. Walker is in for Deshaun Watson. The line has subsequently moved from Seahawks minus three to Seahawks minus three and a half. The game opened at minus two, Joe. With this quarterback news, how does that change your handicapping of this ballgame? Well, what changes the handicapping is the line. I don't think it's quarterback news because we all knew this was going to happen. Watson was never going to play in this game. It was just a matter of, is this going to be a PJ Walker game or is this going to be a DTR game? Because if you looked at the depth chart, like it was pointing to DTR as the backup. So there was some confusion early on in the week in the betting market. But for this to go two, three, then through the three to three and a half, this should surprise no one. It's just, how are you going to be handicapping it? Because that's a massive move. I mean, we all expect the Browns defense to have a better showing than what we saw this past weekend. So Seattle laying more than a field goal, a team that has had their struggles offensively. I know they didn't have DK Metcalf on the field this past week, but it looks like he's going to be returning to the field a little bit. And I say a little bit because it's not like he's done a lot this year. So, I mean, like, is that really a big thing for you? Um, Yeah, it's not about the quarterback change. We knew there was going to be a backup. It was just a matter of which backup. Now you have to take this point spread move into account. Yeah, maybe we'll be looking at more Jake Bobo props this week. Uh, (laughs) Against this defense? uh, (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe you won't get any Bobo attacks. Yeah. I mean, the guy's incredible. He'll find a way to get open. Well, yeah, I mean, he. I think P.J. Walker's done a serviceable job. He ended up getting a contract yesterday, too. So you play well as a backup. Now you get a contract. No other teams can sign him. The whole situation with Deshaun Watson has been an epic failure so far, in my opinion. It just has not worked out. And I get, we talked about it yesterday. How long can the Browns' defense cut, cover up for the Browns' offensive flaws? That is the question because it seems like eventually it's going to catch up to them. Kind of tempted to bet the road dogs here in Seattle. And this is why it's just such a shame uh, that Nick Chubb isn't a part of this rushing attack for the Browns because if he were, then I'm not sure we would be dwelling on the quarterback issue all that much. And this is coming from someone who doesn't, mostly care about rushing attacks and much more cares about passing attacks, but you run the ball at a ridiculous level, best in football. Your defense is running laps around any other defense in football. Then the Browns could be in contention as being like, you know, second, third, fourth best team in the AFC. But because of these quarterback issues, we are nowhere near that point right now with the Browns to where the more appropriate debate is, will they make the playoffs or not? And to me in this ball game, I when I'm looking at this matchup, I care a lot less about what's going on at quarterback with the Browns. And I care much more, Joe, about something that you've brought up. And that is if the Seahawks have a Geno Smith problem. I have mentioned before that play action passing for Smith is really what makes him go. But two of the last three games, 
Geno Smith has had a negative EPA per dropback. And the one he didn't have that negative mark for was against the Cardinals. So should that really count in the grand scheme of things? I think the Seattle offense is where we should be focusing as far as determining who covers the spread. Yeah, I, I'm focusing on the total at this point, too, though. I mean, it's a very low number. We're down to 38. Which team's scoring in this game? Is it the P.J. Walker-led offense? I would bet not. Uh, Seahawks run defense. Aside from last week, they gave up a bunch on the ground. Uh, they've been terrific. You know, there were some numbers that were saying that they were they were the best. They're certainly top five. I mean, P.J. Walker was re- released by the Bears. And then you look at the Geno side. Yeah, they've they've had their issues. And what can they do well? Well, they can run the football. Uh, are you going to do it in this game? <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't know which <laughs> offense is going to be able to do much. Uh, that's kind of where I'm going. And, and Ed, I think we should talk about the Cleveland side, too. So the Chubb injury has been impactful to this offense. With a backup quarterback, you want to lean on the run game. Jerome Ford is now going to be out for this game. They're saying Kareem Hunt's going to play. He did not practice yesterday. It might be a Lions situation last week where he's going to be forced into a lot of action. But, you know, I I know the Browns have been viewed as a plug-and-play offense when it comes to running backs. But when you get to the third and fourth guy is when it it probably uh, starts to matter a little bit. Well, plug and play, like, it's not true this year, right? Like, Jerome Ford has never had spectacular numbers. This has not been the case the last few years where if Nick Chubb is out, you still trust this offensive line to make sure that running backs are able to have open lanes. That's not the case this year. So whatever the reasons for that might be, the truth of the matter is that running backs for the Browns have not been up to snuff. And so now if you're going to backups to the backups to the backups – I think that is a significant problem. Now, at some point, you can't get much more of a steep drop-off, and you are going to be forced to pass the ball a little bit more. I guess my question then is, is P.J. Walker's athleticism going to be any difference whatsoever? Will he be able to get outside the pocket and throw short and be able to move the sticks that way? Yeah, I mean, when you look at the numbers, and it's a smaller sample size than most, he's been the worst quarterback in the league. Like You've got to push the record to the side. I mean, we know why they're winning those games. Last week they won because of Miles Garrett, and that's what happened. I mean, he is—he's the worst. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Whatever metric you want to take a look at, EPA plus CPOE, like he's dead last. He's thirty-seven out of thirty-seven. He's worse than Pickett. He's worse than Aiden O'Connell. He's worse than Dobbs. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, I keep—I keep going back to that. I'm probably going to stay away from the point spread in this one, but the. The total on both sides, I feel, I find appealing with a couple of good defenses, Aaron. I know it is tempting because I could see like a 17-16 final, but then I could see it getting into the 20s and possibly going over. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll stick to props. Like, what do we expect out of Kenneth Walker in this game? <clears throat> he had a huge game last week, but it just seems tough to figure out this Browns team with pj walker have they gotten a bit lucky and is that going to catch up to them and when does it catch up to them and is this the week in seattle obviously a tough place to play but the seattle seahawks have been underperforming at times as well and are tough to figure out this is just a crazy matchup i need more time to assess (laughs) maybe 24 hours before we get to our weekend slate on football friday (laughs) exactly 24 hours that 
yeah, that's the time we get. I, I think also, too, when evaluating Seattle, the Uchina Nuosu injury, I think, is also significant. I always consider him their path, their best pass rusher and certainly pass rushing uh, on the Seahawks side. That's going to matter a great deal with a younger quarterback and an experienced quarterback here. So that's also an element that we will certainly talk about tomorrow on Football Friday. Meanwhile, other quarterback news. Brock Purdy for the 49ers is in concussion mm-hmm. protocol. It looks like Sam Darnold will be starting for San Francisco. This line has also moved from Bengals plus five and a half to plus three and a half. Let's hear from 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan on his backup quarterback. I have as much confidence in Sam as I could have with someone that I haven't gone into a real NFL game with. Uh, he was great in the offseason. He's been great here in these seven weeks um, so far, and um, he's always ready to go. He's great in the meetings and stuff. He doesn't get many reps, as no backups do, but uh, he does it well in the scout teams, always good in the meetings. And, you know, we got mainly walkthrough today, so Brock's allowed to do some of the walkthrough. And we got a couple of periods that aren't, so Sam will get those periods. We know it's going to be a challenge. We, we relish going on the road and playing in those kind of environments. It'll be a big challenge. It'll, you know, we'll find out a lot about ourselves on Sunday. Kyle Shanahan and then Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow talking about the upcoming contest. I mentioned, Joe, that the line has moved by two points because of this quarterback news. Is two points correct? <laughs> is the MVP of the league worth two points? I mean, that's the conversation that was going on a couple of weeks ago. Like, think about how silly that is now, that the line has moved. He's not playing, okay? Like, you don't go in concussion protocol midweek, and and then you play. It has not happened this season with anybody. So the betting market is telling us that this dude is worth two points to the point spread. He's not worth going to a key number. A guy that was in MVP conversation and his number was crashing everywhere. Okay. And, um, oh, but we're going to, I mean, we were just talking about plug and play, the, the idea of that. Here you go. Here's the ultimate test, right? Like, what if Darnold steps in and they're just fine? Everything looks the same. I'm not saying they have to win the game, they have to cover the point spread, but the Niners, they don't seem to miss much of a beat, right? Um, that would be pretty eye-opening. That would be uh, where, where all the uh, the purdy haters, whatever you want to call them, would, would come out and be like, see, told you so. They're not going to have Debo Samuel in this game. Trent Williams did not practice again yesterday. Those are other things that we need to keep a close eye on. And, oh, by the way, on the other side, the team that just needs time, needed time to heal, is coming back from the bye I, at three and a half, I still like the Bengals. I do. We talked about it at five and a half the other day. Paul Aspen gave that out. And is there a huge difference? Four is a secondary key number. But um, I think this is a really nice bounce back spot for the Bengals. Not a bounce back spot for the Niners without so many weapons, at least it seems. Uh, the Trent Williams one will be big, a big story here, Aaron, for, uh, for Darnold's yeah. first game. I agree. They're going to need Trent there. I mean, Trent never practices anyway, so it's hard to look too far into that. He's just that type of dude Mm -hmm. who doesn't practice. Maybe he will today. He's got an ankle. I do know that he's a tough guy, so he will play banged up if he needs to. So I kind of expect that he will be out there. I mean, Sam Darnold's been in the league, what, six years? I feel like he'll be prepared and ready to go. And as you mentioned, Joe, like the Niners have had a quarterback carousel for a while now. And sometimes they do show that they don't miss a beat. 
Oh. It's not just Trent Williams. Colton McKivitt yeah. stinks. He's a bottom five graded tackle in the NFL. They did not up like they Mike McGlinchey was bad. They let him go. Colton McKivitz has been yeah. worse, not any better. So mm-hmm. with Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson on the other side, like it's gonna be a problem for Sam Darnold. And we've seen this movie before. It's like Sam Darnold with a good defense. That's what he had in Carolina. And that was a disaster. So I'm not gonna say I guess I'll give Kyle Shanahan a little bit more credit than Matt Rule, but this is a Bengals spot. Oh, and it's I I like Anarumo with a couple of weeks to prepare for this game too, don't you? Mm-hmm. Like we, yes. knew, we knew the yeah, situation. I, yeah, coming yeah. off of a bye for sure. I I I think so. I've got a bet for you guys, and it's not about this game, but it's part of the grand scheme of things. Let's say that the 49ers still look excellent in this ball game, and you know, they wax the floor with the Bengals. Do it with a backup mm-hmm. quarterback and Sam Darnold. Doesn't that make Kyle Shanahan coach of the year? Don't you want to bet on that at nine to one right here, right now? Because if the 49ers really are the best team in the NFC, get the one seed, win this game with all of this adversity. Isn't he now the best coach in the NFL this year? Those are two different questions. Do I want to bet on him coach of the year or is he the best coach in the NFL? I I'd go with you on the latter. I'd love to have him on my team. I'd love to have him running my program. But is he going to win the coach of the year from these voters? No. I don't think so. If they won this they're gonna game. Because they're going to win all it that he has. Yeah, like I would yeah, get the too case. Much talent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if I get the, the thinking. Um, if they – I don't see them mopping the floor with the Bengals. So, like, for that reason, I wouldn't bet it. But, like, under Ed's premise, I see the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, always a case for him. There. There's right. always a case, right? I mean, he's phenomenal, mm-hmm. but as we know, the best coaches don't win this award. Like that's it. It's the criteria that's been set by the voters. That's Correct. It up. I mean, heck, we're talking about coaches who've won this award who may not be at their current posts uh, not much longer. So that's Matt also Nagy, part of that consideration. Garrett. Like there's clowns yeah. that have won this award. It and that's why <laughs> that's why coaches Fuck. win this award, right? Nobody was expecting you to do anything because yeah, you're not the best coach around. Everything comes together, everything falls your way, right? And then they end up winning. And I'm not saying Dave Ball's bad. I'm not saying that, but it's just the expectations were too high for San Francisco coming in. I've heard a lot of people say Dave able to bad and shouldn't have won it last year. So I don't know if you would be wrong if you don't think he's that good. If you're looking at a spectrum, Dayball is probably closer to being fired than being a Super Bowl caliber coach. I think that's Ooh. safe to say in terms of just the probability of these kinds of things. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he could, you know, lead Daniel Jones and company really far in the playoffs. I doubt it. But, hey, it could happen. You know, there were <laughs> things about him I was impressed by last year. But still, though, I think there is an argument to be made for Kyle Shanahan. But you need to bet on this now because if the 49ers do win big on Sunday, things change a lot and you lose that value. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our favorite bets for Thursday night football between the Bucks and Bills. That's right here on the BetQL Network.